welcome back to the Rugby Connection podcast, as always, for the fans, by the fans. Another week, uh, we're getting closer to that European rugby, um, but again, this week we've had Premiership, we've had URC, uh, plenty of that to cover. But unfortunately, before we get onto that, um, obviously last week we had uh, the very sad news about Doddy Weir. This week we've had some more unfortunate news um, you know, over in South Africa now concerning the Springbok winger, the Bulls winger, the former Sharks winger, uh, Spoon Kossi. Uh, he's gone missing and uh, apparently he's been missing for three weeks. He hasn't been, he hasn't reported to Bulls HQ, hasn't reported for training. His family haven't heard from him. Um, I think the last contact they had with him was when he didn't qualify for the SAA team. And that's the last thing that anyone saw of him. Um, and obviously, you know, if you're watching from South Africa, I know because it's the reason that we moved over to my family, moved over to England and Wales. It's a dangerous place. You know, bad things happen. So just from the Rugby Connection podcast, me and Murray, you know, wishing him all the best. We hope it's safe. Thoughts are with his family and his friends and uh, hope it all gets resolved soon because it's just another awful situation which seems to be all too common in rugby at the moment, unfortunately. This season sucks. Worcester, really Warriors, Worcester Warriors went down the pan, don't exist. Wasps went down the pan, don't exist for the time being. Doddy Weir passed away, Nkosi's missing. Wayne Pivak might be getting sacked, Eddie Jones might be getting sacked. Something positive, please. We need something positive. But yeah, like I said, thoughts with his friends and family. Hope they find him soon. Yeah. But we'll get on to the more positive end of the podcast now. We'll get talking about the rugby games that were played. Um, shall we start, uh, you know, as it's sort of fresh and what everyone's excited for? Do you want to start with a look at uh, the European games next week? Oh, we're starting with predictions this week. Oh, I what? think we should start with predictions this week. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, it's absolutely lovely. And for me, it's the first time that I'm properly invested in European rugby. So obviously the South African franchises are there uh, and we're looking to have strong performances. Shall we start with the Challenge Cup? Yeah, let's start with the Challenge Cup. Hmm. Um, so the first fixture, Challenge Cup. Now with the top 14 teams, I haven't watched much top 14, so I don't really know what to expect from a lot of them. But this first one, from what I know, could be a bit of a peach. Stade Francais versus Benetton. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's gonna be a great game from a yeah. neutral point. Because Benetton on their day play nice rugby and play good and rugby. Stade Francais maybe not always get the results, but they always play nice rugby for the most part as well. But it's in Paris, and I'm back in the team with like the most controversial kits every I season. I love their kits. I, I love them. their kits. Um, yeah, I'm going to start front side by I'm going to go by eight. I don't know, start front side by eight. I don't know. Uh, I really want to back Benetton. I am going to back Benetton, uh, just for the fucks of it. Uh, I'm going to say Benetton by five points. I like Italy, and it's that URC allegiance. Um, down with the top 14, I say. Anyway, the next one got a top 14 premiership clash. Perpignan versus Bristol Bears. No, I'm saying should, but Bristol should should win. They should run away with it. But I'm still going to back the Bears. I think 
Bristol by 10. Crystal for 10 points. I don't know how Perpignan's doing. There have never been a big hit. In I've in never it. watched a, a Perpignan game. Never. Well, you're going to next week. So there you go. So I'm going to back Bristol. I'll say Bristol by 12 points. But I really don't know what to expect. Now, this next one, however, we do Bonzo. know what to expect because we've already seen it this year. We saw it last weekend. Yes. Lions versus Dragons, a URC, a URC only sort of uh, fixture. Yes. It's in. It's also in South Africa again. Yes, the European Challenge Cup is in South Africa. Is in South Africa, a very well-known well European country. Lions? It's got to be the Lions again. And the Lions and the Dragons are playing each other three times this year. They've had their fixture in the URC and they've got their two in the Challenge Cup. It's <laughs> brilliant. I feel so sorry for the Dragons because the Lions yeah. are going to win again. Uh, not, they're looking on good form them. at the moment and at home. All I'm saying is, Dragons, prove us wrong. Yeah. yeah, actually, you know, in one of these games, I'd like to, I can see the Dragons winning, winning at home. That's fair. But yeah, I'm going to say Lions by, I'll give it to them by 10 points. Go Lions by 12. Okay. Similar. Similar. Yeah. Next one, this is going to be an interesting I'm, one. Bath versus I'm, Glasgow. I'm who are you backing, Murray? Huh? What? Power Lions versus Glasgow. You missed one. No, I haven't. Lions you versus missed. Dragons. Bath versus Glasgow. They've put that in the stupid... They've put a two o'clock kickoff ahead of a one o'clock kickoff on the internet. I apologise. <laughs> Bath versus Glasgow. Bath versus Glasgow. Hmm. Both teams are very up and down. It's an up and down season for both but, teams. That's... Bath seem to be at full work again, so I'm going to go Bath in front of a full, full packed wreck in the centre of Bath. I think Bath will take it by five. Yeah, I'd like to see Bath win it. I've got no allegiances to Glasgow, so I mean, I've got no allegiances to both teams, but I'd like to see Bath win it. I'm going to say Bath by seven. I was just going to say, and what's your allegiance to Bath apart from everyone has one in their house? Exactly. Although I prefer showers, so there we go. It's even, yeah. <laughs> now, this one is going to be a sweet nah. one because, sorry, for me anyway, because we haven't seen the cheetahs play in a major competition since uh, the Pro 14. <laughs> we have, I can't even pronounce this, I know them as POW. Wait, I was going to say, do you say POW or POW? Because I've said both, and apparently they're both wrong. I say POW. POW. We'll go for POW. I'm in untapped territory with this because we don't cover French rugby. And, and we don't Power cover the cheetahs. <laughs> we don't know what to expect from these two games. The only thing that I know is from watching the cheetahs in um, the Curry Cup, and I assume it's going to be the same sort of squad because the cheetahs don't play anything else other than the Curry Cup. So, based on that, and I know power sort of a bit further down in the top 14 table, I'm going to say the Cheetahs, and I'm going to be quite confident with it and say the Cheetahs by 15 points. I'll say Cheetahs by 14, just to be different. But, yeah, because, again, I'm, we're not lying here. I haven't got a clue. We haven't got a clue. Although I do have full coverage of top 14 now, so I might have 
a sneaky peek at a top 14 game every now and again. Yeah, but even In the fact, there's that... one going on right now. There's uh, Racing versus Toulon at the moment. Yeah, but they're big teams. That's always the ones on television. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got... Uh, uh, what's it called? Via Play. Yeah, I've got that. That's Full coverage of the top 14 as well. Hmm. Anyways, on to the next game. Uh, Dam Cardiff versus... Again, how do you pronounce Breve? Breve, yeah. Breve. Cardiff versus Breve. Cardiff. Easy. Bye. And I'm not trying to underestimate anyone here because anything could happen on the day. Cardiff by at least 25. Yeah. Breve or shit. I hate to say it. But I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say Cardiff 35 nil. Flashbacks for you there. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Connacht versus Newcastle Falcons. Oh, can't, I can't wait for that one. It's going to be these boys right here. Yes, you've got to back the boys in green. Because... Matt Hansen. Matt Hansen, Byron Ralston. We've not had a Newcastle player on, so two is better than nothing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say Connacht. By a respectable 12 points. I'll go Connacht by nine. Okay. This one is a bit unfair. This next one. Harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> Sebrae versus Toulon. Toulon by 20. I'm going to say Toulon by 50. 50? I'm going to say Toulon by 50. Holy it's shit. harsh, but it's what I'm saying. Okay. And the final game. Uh, Cups opening round. Scarlets versus Bayon. Bayon. Lovely accent there. I love that. Thank you very much. Uh, add a bit of a French flair. <laughs> oh, I really want Scarlets to win this one. Can, wait a minute. Can Bayon defend? Because if Bayon can defend, the Scarlets are buggered. <laughs> they're ruined. Um, yeah. No, I'm just, for, just to play it safe, I'll go Scarlets by... Six. I'm going to say the Scarlets, the Flanachy Massive. I'm going to say Scarlets by 10 points. Fair. That's uh, Again, I don't know because we don't watch. I, 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 I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, but we have to. <laughs> we have right, to we're going to backtrack now back to the Friday because now we're talking about the big one, the European Champions Cup. It's not really European anymore. It's just the Heineken Champions Cup. Yeah. London Irish versus Montpellier. This is going to be a hell of a game. I'd love to see London Irish do it. I'd I'd love to as well, but they're not going to, are they? I'm going to say no, but we're going to praise them later on in the show. So I'm going to say Montpellier win this one, but we will get back to London Irish. Montpellier by five. I don't think they're going to get the full convince that they won. Yeah, I'll give it to Montpellier by six points then. Couple of couple of penalties. So you and Harp have to play nice for this next game. <laughs> uh, oh no, the next one. I think you've got a bit of the Google syndrome. Let's so again. I've got, I've right. got Racing versus Leinster. I'm sorry if I'm going off on a tangent here. The EPCR website, right? You're doing you a dirty. It says London Irish versus Montpellier Friday, eight o'clock kickoff. Then we're going to Saturdays, and it has. The next one, I'm not telling you now, 
at three o'clock, and then it has a two o'clock, then it has a quarter past four. Just put them in order. It's interesting. It's interesting. But anyway, the next one I've got, according to my flash score, is Racing 92 versus Leinster. I am back in Racing all the way. I'm not going to back Leinster, not at all. I'm no, back in Racing as well. It's going to be tight. It's a proper clash of Titans club. It's going to be a good oh. game. Finn. Finn. King Finn. King Finn versus King Sexton. Or is Sexton still injured? I don't know. But Finn's Finn. And it's in Paris. It is Finn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Racing. It's going to be such a close game. So I'm going to go Racing by three. For the more wider audience, not the, the, the diehard top 14 fans, we get to see the return of Christian Wade. Who yeah, absolute tearing it? So I've been so I've heard. So I'm gonna go Ranson by ten. Ten beat Lancer by double digits. Beat Lancer by double digits. Go for it. Oh, I'd love to see it. Now you were right on this next one. Me and Harv are going to have to behave because it's Sharks versus Quins, not the Sail Sharks. It's the Sail Sea Sharks, my Sharks versus the Harlequins. If you don't know. Uh, Harvey's team of choice. Even though I don't think it's his closest team, I can't remember if you took. I can't remember if that's I'm true. Pretty sure. If Quinn, I can't remember if Quinn's are actually. Was well, like, not Wasps his closest team? No, 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 no. He does not. He definitely doesn't. Yeah, he, ha- he hated Wasps. I say hated. Bless them. R.I.P. Irish was actually his closest, but I could be wrong. Uh, so he's he's basically a glory hunter. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Celsius Sharks versus Harlequins. This game is in South Africa. It's in Durban. It's in the Shark Tank. Um, we're going to be playing. Listen, I'm not going to like look back at the 35-0 last, last week against Cardiff because we are going to be playing our big boys. We're talking about Etzebet. We're talking about Khaleesi, Ox, Bongi, Umbanami, Bakimbapimpi, uh, uh, all of them. So I'm going to say Sharkies by 15 points. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, I am going to... I always want to back coins. No. Because I know... No, listen, because I know what they do. And just from a neutral point, I don't care about Sharks or coins. I'm not a fan for either. I like both teams, but I like it when it gets to, like, the 60, 65th minute and they're, like, 30 points down and they go, hold my beer because we're going for the win. And they somehow do it. Or get beat by a point. It's always that one. So I'm going to say we beat them. I'm going to say Sharks by one, but there's going to be there's going to be about seventy points scored in this game. I'll take that. And if to be honest, I'll enjoy that. As long as I can have the wood over Harvey, I'll be happy. Um, My my times are wrong again, so I'll let you just say the times. (laughs) Another good one, I reckon. Uh, Clermont versus Stormers. Well, we did get it right. All right, cool. Clermont, it's in the Stade Michelin. It is like the pinnacle of European rugby to go to. They're hell allowed. And I know I'm wearing a Stormers jersey because I don't hunt on a Clermont top. There's the truth. I do. <laughs> is it a nice one, though, or is it just it's, the boring? It's the, the emerald yellow. green one with the leaf pattern. Oh, okay. Oh, it's yeah. their third jersey. No, it's just because the race, the recent ones are literally uh, just yeah, they're not with a little small crest up here. Yeah, uh, Claremont. I'm gonna go Claremont by four. 
It could be tight. It's going to be very physical, but quite a at home on a European Back the URC champions. Back my South African brothers. I'm going to say Stormers by two points. Fair. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be good. Next one. Yes. Uh, again, one team that I know how they play, one team that I don't know how they play, so I don't know what to expect. Gloucester versus Bordeaux. See, I know I do know how Bordeaux play just because of how well they did in the knockout and like the advanced stages of the last few Champions Cups. So like and Gloucester like are at home. Gloucester are at home. Gloucester are at home and Gloucester probably will have their big guns back fully. Uh, I'm gonna go Bordeaux by five. It's gonna be very tight, but I think. Matthew Jalabert is going to have something up his sleeve. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm going to give it to Gloucester. Because they got a pretty big win this week. So I'm going to mm. stick with recent results. I'll say Gloucester by six points. Fair. That's, yeah. This next one, from what I know, is set up to be a peach of a game. Bulls versus Lyon. Bulls versus last year's Challenge Cup winners. Winners, yeah. I've got to back the Challenge Cup winners. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. It's not happening. Not in Pretoria. It's not we happening in know. Pretoria. We don't know. No French sides went there yet. We That's don't know. true. That is also true. We've never seen a French side go to South Africa. But very few people win in Pretoria. And I don't think a bunch of French lads are going to do that. So... I'm going to say Bulls by 16 points. Oh, my God. The Bulls are on form at the moment, and that currently are Sir Kane and Moody combo at 15 and 14 is disgusting, and that's all I have to say. You're forgetting about one man for Leon, the Georgian wonder kid, David Nineashvili. No, he's so not. Then, I'm sorry. No, he's not going to do anything. Yes, yes. No, it's not happening. Good. It's not happening in Pretoria. It's not I'm happening. Gonna, I'm going to go Leon by three. Bulls by sixteen. Anyways, make it interesting. La Rochelle Ooh. versus Northampton Saints. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be La Rochelle. Defending champions. Ronald Defending Dan. champions. And what a win it was last week, toppling Leinster. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Lara Shell by seventeen. I think at home. Open, opening night, the champions want to keep their crown. Northampton have been very hit and miss this season. Yeah, I'm gonna say Lara Shell by twelve. Right, Gregory Aldry to have an absolute blinder. That's, a, that's easy money, that, though. That's, he's the only notable player that I remember from La Rochelle. So that's Teddy, Teddy Thomas signed for them this season. Teddy Thomas so. signed for them, has he? There we are. La Rochelle. Next one. <laughs> Past versus the Chiefs, the Exeter Chiefs. I'm going to back your Chiefs. Okay. I'm going to back your Chiefs. I don't know why. Mainly because I don't know anything about any top 14 team. 
So uh, Chiefs by ten points. So Cast are like the most interesting team in this one. So they were top fourteen runner up last season, right. but they're. I spoke to a lovely old man. We'll get into that shortly about their form this season, and they're sitting like in the bottom three of the top fourteen. So I'm going. You back your team always. Always. I'm going to say Chiefs by fourteen. Chiefs by fourteen. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Need a Chiefs win. It's been a while. I mean, this is going to be a, a, a big week for me, purely because I'm going to be seeing a lot of these teams play for the first time. I've seen the big boys like Toulon, Toulouse, La Rochelle, uh, Racing all play. I've never seen, not really seen many of these littler teams play. So it'll be interesting. Just step back and enjoy it. That's all I can exactly. tell you. But what will be interesting is the next fixture, Sale Sharks versus Ulster. Oh, both teams are doing really well. Um, I'm going to stick with one rule, which is down with Ulster. Uh, and I'm going to say the Sharks by 12 points. Is that Salford? So Sale Sharks at home. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sharks by six. I don't know why. Ulster can ease. Actually, there is a reason because Ulster don't hold leads very well. But we'll exactly. get into we'll And get also, into they don't. They don't do well in these big high pressure games either, as we saw this week and uh, last Double time. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, sail sharks. This yeah. next one's gonna be interesting. Because it's a team that I know who are on the rise, Munster, sort of playing a bit better now, versus Toulouse. Toulouse, five-time European champions. Yeah. I the, don't think Munster have that, that in the tank. Mark, Ange Capuzzo, the new oh, signing. Of course, they got Capuzzo, haven't they? I forgot about that. What's up, Phil Mark? Or... or. Uh, Thomas Ramos at fullback. Take your pick. It's got to be quarter. I feel like they'll probably have Ramos. Just they've now got Jack Willis, the former Wasp player, there for the end of the season, and he's already scored. Yeah, it's, it's going to be ominous for Munster. Also, revenge is a serve as a dish best serve sweet. So I'm going for some French flair because bugger Munster. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say. Anton Dupont to lead his his red and black army to a twelve point victory over the Munster boys. Oh, 13, Just to I don't know. Yeah. We can never have the same score here at RCP. So exactly. you have to go up one or down one or go ludicrous. No, I'm worried. Um, the next yes. fixture yes. is an interesting one for you. No, we're it's, fucking coming for them. <laughs> it's it's Saracens versus Edinburgh. Now, I would love to see a Darcy Graham, Boffelli masterclass and just absolutely tear through Owen Farrell and his mates. There's a buck coming, isn't there? <laughs> Can't see it happening. You're a prick. Like a bit of, no, you've got to you've got to sort of understand where I'm coming from right now. Edinburgh have dropped the last two games. Uh, one at home against Munster, 
And to go then and play Saracens away, who haven't lost a game and have looked pretty damn convincing all Premiership. They're going to have to lose one game eventually. <laughs> it's not going to be Edinburgh. Fucking hell. If Edinburgh, if Edinburgh win, the points are on me when I come down for the Sharks-Edinburgh game. That's, that's fine. I Go really ahead. want to see Edinburgh win, but I think Sarri's going to take it by eight points. If there, was, if there was any other game where I had to hammer home back your team, it's this one. I, don't, I don't like the ultimate, The ultimate boogeyman. The ultimate bad guy. If you followed me on TikTok or Instagram for long enough, you know I don't do Saracens. Don't like them. I don't own a Saracen top. I have all the prime teams, bar one, and a Saracens. You've got to get one just to complete the collection, right? Probably, but I'm not buying it. Somebody has to gift me that. I'm paying, spending money on Saracens stuff. <laughs> Buy a Saris jersey for your birthday. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. <laughs> no, but Edinburgh, they're going to be passed off because of what happened at the weekend. But again, we'll get back into that shortly. A few of the big names were arrested. Some of them did play, but Hamish Watson will be back, most likely. Buffelli will be back. Dave Cherry might be back, depending on his injury. Sam Skinner is on a return. He's not in the mood it. So we talk about about Saris being a stacked team. Edinburgh are a pretty stacked team at their full strength as well. So don't get me wrong, it's going to be a hell of a fixture. I mean, head-to-head clashes alone, you've got Shuey, Schumann versus Marco Vanapoa. You've got <clears throat> you've got Hamish Watson versus Ben Arrow. You've got Max Maylands versus Darcy Graham or yeah. Duham You've got Alex Good versus Buffelli. Guess what? Know, we're the team that we're fucking orange and blue, not this. You know what this really feels like? It feels like it feels like Scotland versus England. So I feel like Saracens are the epitome, are, are like the England of club rugby. Everybody hates them. Everybody hates to play them. Everybody wants to beat them. And I mean, Edinburgh are basically Scotland with Emiliano Buffelli. The way it's going, yeah. But shit, wrong way. <laughs> Oh, that's a beautiful jersey. 150 years for, for reasons. And we're going to beat them again. Last time we were at the Stone Axe, we beat them. And it wasn't even our strongest team. Imagine what we're going to do when we go full whack. Edinburgh okay. all day, every day, twice on Sunday. And it's on Sunday, so there you go. There we go. <laughs> right. The last one that we've got here. Yes. Um, Ospreys versus Leicester Tigers. Proper old school battle, I like it. Proper old school. Uh, it is in Wales, so the Ospreys do have the home advantage. And? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> and? <laughs> Your point being? Um, I'm going to go Ospreys, just for that good fact, feel factor, because Leicester, yes... Our premier cha- Premiership champions right now haven't been nearly as good this season. Yeah, haven't haven't really been shown it this season. And away from Welford Road, they've been even worse. So yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna back the Ospreys. I'm gonna go Ospreys yeah. by. I'm trying to think of a number I haven't picked yet. <laughs> Eight. A hundred. Fucking steady on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say the Ospreys. 
Uh, it's going to be a really, really close game. Um, I think that home advantage, that Welsh crowd, uh, is going to act as that 16th player. So I'm going to say Ospreys. I'm just going to say by two points. Uh, so, I feel like it's going to be a close game. Maybe not that close. Um, but yeah. No, but anyways. We've got to talk about the rugby that did happen. Let's talk happen. about the rugby that did happen. Obviously, yeah. we want to cover that first because it is the sort of, you know, it's what we're excited for. Um, but we will go back, back in time to this week's Friday. Should we start with the Premiership? Because we had Bath versus Harlequins. Now, this was a pretty tight game. Uh, thought Bath were going to pull another win. Uh, what were they? They were on three in a row. This would have been their fourth. They were down close to it. And it ended up being Bath 13, Harlequins 19. So, you know, a fairly tight fixture there. On the Saturday, we had London Irish putting on, you know, a performance against Newcastle Falcons, 39-17, really flashy stuff, nice rugby. We expected this game to be close, but London Irish bossed it. Um, after that, we had Gloucester versus Saints. We didn't expect this. Gloucester put Saints to the sword a bit. Um, again, showed some class, 34-19. Yeah. This next one. Bristol, the serial underperformance, underperformers of this season versus last season's champions, 26-26 draw. We don't do draws at Rugby Connection. We always boo them. Exactly. But so, we're going to, I'm well, not one of the talk. Sorry, I don't want to want to talk about the Bath Quins game purely because yes, it was close, but not much happened apart from Joe Marler's exquisite. Post-match interview at the end was perfect. Just like, oh uh, yeah, it's rigged because there's better players, but we want the want semi. We want, we want the semi. We want the semi. The home semi. <laughs> he hammered that home. Like he was really up for that. Pardon my puns. Yeah, he's so funny, man. Well, I love Joe Marlon. but um, I w- I'd like to talk about the London Irish Newcastle game, and not yeah. even just because of what went on the field. Just a very special occasion for two of our own exiles. Funny like that. Captain Matt Rogerson led the team out on his 100th appearance. But the big man, one of our most recent guests, Ollie Hoskins, 150 appearances for the exiles. Amazing. It's an absolute milestone to get a century of caps, then yeah. to get a century and a half of caps. Madness. Madness. You know. I mean, they took, they took a picture together and put it on the socials and all they put, like, 250 great games together. And I'm like, that's insane. It is insane. 250 like, games of rugby together. Well, not really. Well, not together, but put yeah, together. Put together. Yeah. For Man. two people. That's insane. You know, that's more caps than I imagine some teams have in total if you add up all their players. Probably, yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not far off it. No. But, um, yeah, you know, a pretty good game. We had, uh, you know, London Irish starting relatively quickly on 10 minutes. Newcastle Falcons didn't back down, though. They showed a uh, pretty good showing of themselves. Matteo Carreras, <laughs> uh, that Argentinian flyer, stop. getting the try on 15. Yeah, it's. I was, it was good. I loved it. Um more to the point, just going back to us congratulating 
our boys on getting their appearances. A very famous London Irish player liked our post, and we've not had him on, but I kind of want to know because he knows who we are. Got to get him on. Danilo Fischetti. Hmm. Okay, so it comes up who likes the post. Like reviewed. Yeah, and it came up, I can't even remember his name because it's not Danilo Fischetti on Instagram. It's like something Medusa, but I had a I had the verified tick. I was like, oh, who's that? And I clicked on it and it's Daniel Fischetti. I was like, hey, get him on. Get him on. He's I don't speak Italian. a massive fan. I don't speak Italian. <laughs> I'll be a translator. I don't There's speak Italian, but... Only so many Padovanis and Capuzzos I could shout. <laughs> Just shout Capuzzo at him the whole time. <laughs> And he understands everything. Yes. <laughs> no, what, what a win for London Irish. And I'm glad, to, I'm glad to see them actually getting a big win because they deserve it. They're such a good... They deserve it. They've been playing some great rugby. They've had some really close results. Um, just out of interest, let's look at the standings for the Premiership quickly. Okay. Uh, in the top spot, obviously, no, uh, no prizes for guessing this one. Saracens with 43 points. Just behind them. I say just behind them. Uh, our Sail Sharks on only 32 points, so quite a fair bit behind. Harlequins on 30, Gloucester on 25, and that's your top four. So that's currently your qualifiers. Um, then we move down to the next bracket. We've got Leicester Tigers, 24, Northampton States, 24, Chiefs on 21, and Bath sneaking into eighth position after yes. a rocky start. They're on 21 points. And then... Going down, we're not going to obviously count uh, Wasps and Worcester, but we've got Falcons, Irish, and Bristol, bottom of the table. Bristol bottom of that. You would not have said that. This is halfway through the Premiership season. And, and Bristol at the bottom. Mad. What what goes on down there? Because like you just read the teams or the players that they have. Randrandra returned this week. Pietau was on scoring. Magnus Bradbury, McGinty, Sheedy. <sighs> Genji was back in the mix. Yeah, we had Genji. Uh, you know, Callum Sheedy, McGinty on the uh, on the bench. What they are just serial underperformers, aren't they? This season, is it a mentality thing? I said this last year about Bath. They have great players, but shit coaching staff. But I never said. That Pat Lamb was a shit coach. Yeah. So is it the other way around now? Have we got great management with crap mentality? Maybe. Interesting. Now, just checking. We don't have any Premiership next week. No, so so you're we've already done the predictions for that. So we'll go straight on to my absolute favourite. Uh, the URC. The URC. Interesting week. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good week for the URC. We'll start on the Friday, the first game. My Sharks getting somewhat redemption. 25-10 uh, in the Shark Tank over the Ospreys. Um, much better performance. One man I want to point out, uh, Cohen Bosch. You know, I'll say that. We'll get on to that a bit more later. But I just want to say it now, Cohen Bosch, and I'm going to leave it at that. Edinburgh versus Munster Murray, 38-17 at the dam. Tough so, one. 
so frustrating. Very frustrating game. We, we were 12 now up in the first 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. And I'm not chucking excuses, not blaming referees, although there was some questionable, but there always is. There always is questionable calls. All right, Razzie Erasmus. No, I know what happened, or I think I know what, or I like to think I know what happened. Yeah. Darcy Graham went down injured. Yeah. It looks like he's okay. He did manage to walk off and he kind of walked around afterwards. So it's not hopefully as bad as it looked. Yeah. Christine, inside centre that started for Edinburgh, probably having the best game of his season so far. And he's a hard worker. He's a proper workhorse. Yeah. Was everywhere. Went off and failed his HIA so he didn't come back. And it just seemed that we just went downhill from there. Just slipped down from there, yeah. But, I'm going to look at the positives and is that man that we keep mentioning Darcy Graham another interception he's he's an absolute demon isn't he he must be you know especially for you know a team would tend to feel comfortable if they're getting into good attacking flow you know you're passing the ball about you're getting the ball wide your hands are good it's it's good flowing rugby and then an absolute spank Banner in the works, Darcy Graham, if you float one pass too ambition, if you float one pass too flat, you know, with a player with his capabilities, and we saw it again, uh, very, very dangerous player, and he must be an absolute nuisance for an attack to play against. It's... And he's a nuisance to defend. He is. I mean, it was a Joey Carberry pass he intercepted. Yeah. It wasn't like a. Like, no, it's not like it's not like being thrown by a, a a lock or a prop or anything. You know, this is a this is a fly off pass. You know, we've said it before. He has to be maybe the best performing uh, winger of this year. I want uh, to give a shout looking out. at just pure statistics. I'd like to give a shout out. To, I don't. I don't know if you know him or his page or anything. Bruce Aitchison. He's also known on social media as happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness right? is egg-shaped. Yes, he does a lot of charity work, does his own podcast, so he's a bit of a rival for that, but <laughs> overall, generally good guy. He happens to be the Edinburgh like, stadium announcer. Ah. Right? The reason I'm saying this is because of how hyped... He's hyped all the time. I wish I could be that hyped for every player, regardless of who they are for an Edinburgh team. Darcy scores. We're all jumping for joy because obviously. And Bruce shouts out, he's the best winger in Hike. He's the best winger in the league. He's the best winger in the world. Number 14, Darcy. Darcy Graham. And I'm like, I love that and I wish he keeps it going because. But yeah, Darcy. We love him. Fantastic player. Just, so fun to watch. We'll move on to the next game. Yes, sorry. I feel like you had to get that out of your system. I had to because I've, I'm not going to go to you, Cam, because you don't do this, but a lot of people in my comments feel need to do this. So I do, for those that don't follow me on TikTok, I do like match day vlog things, whether it's an Edinburgh game or a Scotland game. If I'm at a game, I do a vlog on it, basically. People comment on those vlogs with the score. 
I know the score. I was at the game. I was there. <laughs> I don't. I don't get what. I don't get what they're trying to do. Stop it. It's not fun. Anyways. Anyway, rugby, sorry. Rugby. On to Saturday. Yes. Uh, back in South Africa. Stormers versus Dragons, a closer game than I thought. Um, but Dragons sort of pulled it back, 34-26. Manny LeBoc possibly scoring the try of the tournament. Absolute beauty. I can't get over it. Um, after that, him. we had a bit of a trousing. Zebre versus Glasgow, 45-17. Can we get past the Zebra compete for game the Don? It's died on its arse. We were all so hyped. We we thought after those first two performance get performances against Leinster and the Sharks yeah. at home, we thought, damn, you know, and Benetton are playing Benetton are still sort of keeping it up. They're winning a few games here and there. Zebra just they just can't win. It doesn't matter how good they perform, they can't win. But anyways, we'll go on to another uh, Italian fixture um, over uh, to Connacht, uh, being 38-19 winners over Benetton. That was a good game. I enjoyed yes. that game. Uh, also, mainly because Benetton playing in that away kit. Absolute peach of a kit. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Also, high praise to their head of recruitment at Benetton. Since teams have started to fold around the Prem, they've got ah, of course. Jacob Imanga, yeah. Marcus Watson, and uh, Matteo Minazzi. Yep. What? How? Stars. Jacob Imanga had an England cap in the summer against USA. Yeah. Now he cannot get cap because he plays in Italy. I remember that because they, they've seen it. They said uh, he's had an England cap during the game. At the end, uh, the commentator said he's had an England cap, and I was like, "Really? Yeah." Mm. He was a, he was yeah. in Eddie like big picture plan. Anyway, that's that all I have to say yeah. about Eddie Jones's big picture. Uh, we'll get into him shortly. Anyways, uh, yeah, thirty-eight. Uh, you know, Connor getting a decent win. Um, you know, they're sitting pretty low down on the table, so it's nice seeing the boys. Boys in green win. Yeah. Now, this next one was somewhat satisfying and somewhat embarrassing for me because the Bulls absolutely trounced Cardiff, 45-9. Now, I was very happy to see the Bulls humble Cardiff and beat them after Cardiff were probably feeling all big and strong after their crushing defeat over my Sharks. But it also sort of... Uh, what's the word? Triggered, probably. I don't know. Trigger, no. It, it makes the embarrassment from last week worse for me because the fact that they got troused by the Bulls, yet they beat us 35-0. Anyways, I'm going to go off on one. I'm going to maybe cry, so I'm not going to do that. Go off one. You let me go off one, so... No, I went off one last week, and I have a, I have a few good points to talk about the Sharks this week anyway. But before okay. we get onto this, my game of the weekend... <laughs> Uh, sorry, I can't stop laughing just because I don't care what team they are. If you bugger it that bad. <laughs> That's what I'm on about. Now, I wanted Ulster to win. Might have been the only time I ever root for Ulster because I wanted to see Leinster lose. I was like, these guys have not been beaten. Someone needs to beat them. If it has to be Ulster, so be it. Yeah. And it really looked that way. Um, you know, 
at the end of it, 38-29 th- seems, okay, it was a close game. Leinster, you know, probably had the lead for the game and Ulster were, you know, fighting quite well. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. Ulster had, and let me just check if I'm correct, Ulster had um, three, seven, seven, they had, what, 23-point lead? Yeah. Or 20-point lead? And Leinster were a man down. They had a red card. Leinster got, Kian Healy got red carded at 20 minutes. So they went into the sheds, Ulster having a pretty decent lead. <laughs> you, know, you know what happened there then, don't you? Leo Cullen lost his shit in the changing rooms. Oh my God. Gary Ringrose. Uh, one point we can take away. Gary Ringrose, what a player. Special he sort of sparks the Leinster comeback. He gets two tries in the second. Of course um, he does. T- uh, Nick Timoney and Hume get yellow carded. So Ulster lose two players within three minutes of each other. So their man advantage is gone. They're now a man down. Uh, <laughs> and then Leinster just let go. I mean, Ringrose scores his second try. Uh, Ross, Ross Bryan, you know, Absolute brilliant kick in the whole game. Andrew Porter goes over. James Lowe goes over. Um, you know, and then in the end, Ulster get one, a sneak one back with Carter going over. But how do you... How do I know you it's win? Leinster. I know it's Leinster. And if any team are going to come back and win it, it's Leinster. But how? I don't know. There's so many times, I, regardless of what team or league or... Who's involved on this on the match day squad? There are so many bottle jobs I've seen, and you just sit and go, "How?" It's like Jeremy Clarkson's one, like how, in God's name? How in God's that? name did you manage that? I don't there's know. No, there's not. You're saying right now, I don't know. But anyway, this. I do want to just quickly go back. Back to the Sharks game, because obviously I felt pretty strongly about our loss uh, last week. All I want to say, I I hinted to it, Kerwin Bosch, he's been out for a while. Uh, He's had his injuries. um, But my God, did he bring a new lease of life to the Sharks team? Now, listen, not the most convincing win over the Ospreys, 25-10, a 15-point win. I'll take it. I'm happy with it. Um, but ultimately, seeing Kerwin Bosch pull the strings and seeing the Sharks play how I feel they can play, big improvement from last week. So I just want to say thank you. And also, Neil Powell, obviously, you are now the acting head coach, our director of rugby, because, I mean, we sacked our last head coach. Um, whatever you've done in the week, Neil, it's worked. So thank you for that. And thank you, Kerwin, for playing well. That's all I have to say on the matter. Fair enough. We have got some rugby news just to round off because it's been yeah. t- it's been a weird episode because we've done predictions and there's we've not done predictions. Results. Then we've done results. Then we've done predictions. It's been an odd one, but that's what we like. We like being unique. Um, just some rugby news, and you can tell that if you don't get picked as an All Black straight away, that's it, finished. Because Peter Gus Suakula, who I think made his debut in the summer against Ireland, yep, he's heading to Claremont. He's been heavily rumoured to be linking up with Clermont as they are 
they've they've got a veteran number eight in Fritz Lee, again, another former All Black. He's aging, get a fresh one in. Yeah, Peter Gus. 6'4", 110 kilos at number eight. <laughs> yeah. And ugh, I don't get this. I still think I still really agree with hard rule. Just let players play where the fuck they want. I agree with that as well. I, I understand to a point where um I get if you're in France and you can't pick up four well, twenty-eight teams to play yeah. for, then you're not allowed. I get that. But like imagine if like we'll flip it. Imagine if Scotland or Italy did that rule, but you have to play in the country. So you get Edinburgh, Glasgow, or Zebra Treviso, or Benetton, sorry, for that's you. And if you if you want to play for the national team, that's your picks. Yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, I'll say for one, in South Africa, we'd be missing players. You know, we'd be missing players like Jasper Visa. We'd be missing players like Andre Pollard. We'd be missing players like Quagga Smith, Jesse Creel, um, you know, Dialande. So many big talents that we'd be missing. So, I mean, listen, players should go where the money's at. At the end of the day, you play for what team you want to play for. And then when it comes to the international window, now, I will say, I feel like teams should be more lenient on the international window because as we saw with England and um, South Africa and Wales and uh, Australia, uh, some players were with her, uh, held back because it, they were outside the international window. Just whatever is in their contract, just let them go Just let them go play for their team. Let them go play for their country. I think there was one a few years ago, which is why I really don't like it. This whole, oh, it's outside the window, so they can't play. And I think it was when Finn Russell got sent back to Rassen, packed up a head dock, failed the HIA, couldn't play for Scotland because the Rassen game was on the Sunday, Scotland game was on the Saturday. So it was outside. And I'm like, that's stupid because you're just, you can't talk about player welfare in one breath and then say, like, there's a gap in the Six Nations. You have to go back to your club and play. Yeah. What annoyed me about the South African England fixture is obviously England had all their players because the Premiership will release the English what? national players to the national team. However, South Africa, you know, <laughs> why couldn't we have Andre Esterhazen then? Why couldn't we have Jasper Visa then? Why? Because they're English based. Exactly, but stupid rule that makes no sense. You're you're letting you're letting a lot of Premiership big guns go and play in this fixture. Why not just give South Africa their boys as well? It didn't matter. I mean, it didn't matter. It was a beautiful result, and I'm very happy. But Um, no, the weird one was at France. But like the big boy, like Dupont, Audrey, and Tamak, they could only play three games for France before they have to go back to their clubs. Why? Why? Who gives a shit? International rugby should take top priority. You know, it should have, you know, contracts shouldn't be able to, uh, shouldn't be able to stop you from playing international rugby because international rugby is the peak of rugby. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you be all end all. 
I'm glad you mentioned the word contrast because it's actually fed, feeding into this next little story. Um, don't ask the CEO of New Zealand Rugby about the next coach because it's a sensitive issue. It's a sensitive issue. There is a There's risk. a lot of sensitive issues regarding coaching at the moment. There is a risk of losing Scott Robertson. Again, oh, I'm, I'm not surprised. How, how the fuck? It's in his contract. That if the All Blacks come calling, that's him. What? Yeah. I don't I understand think... why, first of all, I don't understand why he hasn't just put his name out there for other offers. Because you've got teams like Wales, like England, pleading for a new coach. Yeah. You know, the WRU and the RFU, both of them, we, we know for a fact they're going to be looking for replacements for both Pivak and, and Jones. Even I could see him being snapped up by a big club side in the top 14 or something. I don't see why NZRU haven't just given him the job. Oh. Yes. I mean, we said it, I think we said it last week. He's won like, what, 13 Super Rugby titles as a player and as head coach with the Crusaders. I just want to check quickly because I want to get it accurate because it is an insane. It's, it has to be a record breaker or something, but he is a rare case of a coach who produces such consistent results. Um, I don't see how he hasn't been offered the international job for the All Blacks um, or how he hasn't been snapped up by with a contract from another on another nation because so I was talking to people from work um, about the Wales situation obviously PVAC's pretty much going um, you know there was news out that uh, WRU had sent a team out to scout in France for training locations and hotel locations for the World yeah. Cup next year PVAC yeah. was not amongst them and the head coach is usually always amongst that team. PVAC wasn't. So, and also, you know, just the speculation, the hint, is we could pretty safely say he's probably going to be sacked. Um, it is safe to say that. Um, yeah. Sorry, just going back to the Scott Robertson thing. The man has 11 Super Rugby titles. Mad. As player and coach combined. Player and coach. Super Rugby titles. What the fuck? But how yeah, many, how many is, out, out of interest, how many is a coach? Does it tell you there how many is a coach? Um, you just do the math. So, are, we, are you counting Super Rugby Arturoa or not? Yeah, I'm just counting all Super Rugby victories. Six. Six. As a coach, six. Wait a minute. Sorry, sorry. I'm just checking when you're retired because I want to make sure this is right. Retired and stopped playing in 2003. So it might not be six. Sorry, I counted every. One, two, three, four. Four is a player. Four is a player. So what's that? Seven then? As a coach. 
No, I don't think it was 11. I think I miscounted. I think I included the ones in 2008 and 2000, like the mid-2000s when he wasn't playing. That's my, mis- my mistake. Uh, okay, Probably so it's 10. It's 10. He's only dropped. No. No, it's, it's uh, eight. It's eight titles because they won three when he wasn't playing and he wasn't coaching yet. Regardless to say, he's won a lot of trophies. Yeah. 20, took over, stopped playing for the Crusaders in 2003. And at that point, they had one, two, three, four Super Rugby titles. Started coaching them in 2017. And since 2017, has won every single one of them. Apart from the 2021 one, where the Blues won. Where the Blues won. That was, yeah. Yeah, That wasn't, that was like a bit of a. Has won every official Super Rugby. Every official Super Rugby he's won. And has won, won the Arturoa and not won the Trans-Tasman, I think it was. Trans-Tasman. Trans-Tasman, and then lost in the final. To, yeah. So he's always there or thereabouts. Wasn't it the Trans-Tasman? Was that when they lost to the Waratahs? Oh, see what I mean? You're hurting my head now. Anyway, so, anyway, we're going off track. How much more of a CV do you need? I don't know. You know I don't, because what more credentials do you want? He produces the results. We we're like the fuck. We're the, we're the Scott Robertson fan fan girl group here. We're his groupies. I'm going to get him on the show just to be like, right? Here's a list of countries. Pick one. And Honestly, I just. I just want to see what he's capable with an international team. And I'm not talking like, you know, I want to see what he's capable with the likes of England, with the likes of Wales, with the likes of the All Blacks. I want to see what he can do. I want to... He's done what he... He's done all he can with the Crusaders. Give him the bigger job. Give him the top job, NZRU. Make him the All Blacks coach. That's all I have to say. Make him a head coach. And there's a weird thing that I've read because we were kind of talking about Welsh as well, quickly. Yeah, that it seems likely that Gats is going to take charge, and it's a stupid mistake, very stupid mistake. But have you heard what Sam Warburton said? What's he said? He thinks Warren Gallant's the perfect man for the England job. Perfect, that would man. be interesting. Perfect man to replace Eddie Jones, Warren Gatland. I don't hate that. I don't get it. Imagine. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, the coach that picked me as captain that helped us win so many Six Nations. Yeah, he'd be great for the other team. But I think he would. I mean, I we're, we're not, we're not like, it's not like, uh, you know, changing your allegiances is. Uncommon. I mean, Matt Prowford, Matt Prowford, the Springboks um, forwards coach, who won us the World Cup with that dominant set piece and scrum that he has stilled into our our boys. After the World Cup, signed a contract to go over to England. After just beating you know. them, so Man, after beating them, he probably Man. walked into that England camp like, "All right, boys, all right, boys, let 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 me tell you, let me tell you." And it's gone worse. <laughs> Yeah. It's got worse. Anyway, they just yeah. Just just quickly, just without any debate or anything, just chuck out 
Who's your next England head coach? Who are you picking? Oh, you've said it. I want to see Warren Gatlin. Jesus. It's not going to be. Um, okay, well, if I could pick any. If I could pick any, it's going to be Scott Robinson. Well, you've packed. You already picked Gatlin. You buggered it. Fine, I'll pick Gatlin then. I'm not picking Robertson. I think I, I think it's in, like the stars are aligned. It's going to be Steve Borthwick or Alex Sanderson. Steve Borthwick. Steve Borthwick. There is it's rumored that he is taking the top job. As weird, I got I got told that RFU would have to pay out eight hundred thousand pounds if Eddie Jones was to go now before the World Cup, because obviously the remainder of his contract, which tells you how much he's on, <laughs> roughly. He's not going anywhere till the World Cup, I'll tell you that right now. He's not. Wayne Pivak, on the other hand, is. He needs to go now. Eddie Jones, let him ride out his master plan till the next World Cup. And when that crashes and burns in an inevitable quarter-final, semi-final knockout, then... Find someone else. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to end the episode now. I'm all up for Eddie Jones then because Craig Townsend has Eddie Jones' number. So I mean, Scotland's going to beat them in the Six Nations. That'll be five Kolkata Cups in the last six years. Thank you and good night. There you go. That's all I want. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to end it there. We've been going for a long time. This episode has kind of dragged on, but uh, we've had a lot to talk about. Um, so, you know, if you've stuck around, fair play to you. But before we go, obviously, check out our socials, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. I think we have that. Go check them all out. Um, you know, this next season, this next year, we're really going to, you know, strive towards more fan interaction. We want to get you guys more involved. Um, also, check out the interviews. Murray has been absolutely popping off with the interviews. We've had amazing guests on, you know, for this past season. Um, so yeah go check out all the interviews go check out our past podcasts uh, jump on the Instagram you know jump on the TikTok uh, and you know just any support from you guys is much appreciated Um, but yeah you know till next week cheers